1: After Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented
0: by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Afterbuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. After we'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. May God bless and keep you
1: always, may your wishes all come true. Hello everybody, welcome back to AfterBuzz TV Parenthood After Show, we're doing Parenthood Season 5, Episode 12, stay a little longer. I am your host, Marissa Serafini, with me I have my two lovely co-hosts tonight. Hey everyone, Tiana Hobson here. Elena Jordan, hello. Hello, welcome back you ladies. And Danica Kennedy is still out sick tonight, so I hope you feel better, Danica. She'll be joining us next week. But this episode, oh my goodness, it got a little sad. (laughs) (laughs) A little? Yeah, just a a little bit. I think we all got choked up here and there throughout. Uh, Overall, what what did you think about this episode?
2: Overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I think that it brought up more issues, especially that ending, Um, you know, I was shocked by a lot of the choices that the characters made tonight, and so I'm excited to see where it goes from here.
0: I agree. How about you? This was a really sharp contrast from last week that was really lighthearted and funny. This was, kind of shows the range of the show and how it really sucks you in, because Mm -hmm. I kept Every time it would go to commercials, like, come on, come on, come on. Right, right. I, but I think they did a good job with this
1: episode. They had a nice balance of seriousness and lighthearted. There was a lot of funny moments in this episode, too, but, you know, let's just get into it. Uh, Max is having problems at school. His only friend, Micah, I I've, I've seen, I guess we've, we have seen Micah in the past few uh, seasons, but we haven't seen him lately. But I guess that he got into a little tiff with, Micah and Max said that basketball is stupid, which is not. Just saying, America's sport <laughs> basketball. Right there. Come I'm on, a, Max. I'm a true basketball <laughs> fan. Love basketball, and but he says that basketball is not a real sport or, or a stupid sport, really. And Micah's in a wheelchair, and even he, and because he's in a wheelchair, he can't play real basketball. And I mean, he says he's playing real basketball, which is still basketball. So, but the the way. Max says things because of his Asperger's and whatnot. It may come across very blunt and probably rude on his end. Which is sounding rude, mm-hmm. but what, what do you think of that?
2: I I thought from the start, we see we first see Max when he's in the yearbook room and his dad has to come inside looking for him. And his dad's like, Where, where's all the yearbook people? I don't know. And then they walk by Micah and, you know, hey, Micah, how's it going? And he says nothing. What's wrong with Micah? I don't know. I still want to know what happened with the yearbook staff. Because we got the resolution <laughs> of what happened between him and Micah. Mm-hmm. But it still didn't explain all of Max's reactions. But I guess they did kind of explain, you know, that kids are starting to realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they never went back to the yearbook staff. Because did they change that's the room point. without telling him? Like, I felt really bad for him that he was sitting in the yearbook room and no one was there.
0: Well, they were trying to kick him off yearbook before. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what finally point. got around to it. Uh, yeah, they've been kind of hinting at kind of the problems that Max has been having at school and now this one episode it really highlighted it that he's completely alone and his only friend is Hank, who's a grown man. Hank is his yeah. best friend. But it yeah. goes to
1: show how tough
0: school can be when your peers are kind of rejecting you in that way. Yeah, they even the show that like, one kid kind of mocking him when he walks out onto the basketball court in mm-hmm. the middle of the game. He just And,
2: and he I think it's interesting. It because how old is Max now well he's
1: yeah I want to say the seventh eighth grade so he's probably around like
2: 12 13 yeah I mm-hmm. I just figured that at this age I mean I I don't know how boys are because I wasn't a 12 year old boy ever but <laughs> you think that they'd have more of an understanding of what Max's condition is as instead of just now realizing that he has a condition and making fun of him for it just
0: so that's kind of the, it, mean, it age. Is the mean Yeah, mm-hmm. It is the mean
2: age, but I just don't understand people is, who think really that is. way. You know, it's like, clearly there's a situation going on that makes him different than you, so instead of teasing him about it because he can't help it, just like you can't help the sh- shade of your skin color, why are you making fun of him instead of, like, trying to accept him? You accepted the boy in the wheelchair, but you can't accept the boy with Asperger's.
1: And I was kind of hoping to see a moment where... Uh, Max actually got Micah alone. He didn't have the other peers Mm kind of judging Mm -hmm. him at the same point. I wanted to see Micah, in the end, he he turns down Max's offer to go to the Golden State Warriors basketball game, but I think that was because he might have been embarrassed because he was Mm -hmm. put in front of everyone Mm -hmm. on a platform and maybe felt that peer pressure and probably wanted to say no. But I think had we isolated the two, it might have came
0: out with a different result. Which almost makes it more heartbreaking because Max clearly doesn't understand. I mean, they're in the middle of playing a game and he just walks out. Whereas if he would have approached him one-on-one, he probably would have gone to the game with him.
1: Yeah, uh, what do you think of Micah's response? Do you think that was a typical response saying no? Or do you think he... If I think if Micah was a true friend of Max, he would have been like, you know what, I'll get back to you. Or maybe really straightforward. Because it seemed like right now he was pressured and Mm -hmm. forced to say no.
2: It seems like one of those moments, you know, the plot of a movie where the two outcasts, you know, they're so used to being the outcasts together and then one of them gets into the cool group and forgets where they came from Mm -hmm. in front of the cool kids. That's how I kind of felt Micah Mm -hmm. was acting in this moment. And I didn't really like it because I felt so bad for Max. I mean, yeah, he could have... Like you said, Marissa, he could have gotten him one on one, and the result might have been different. We don't know, but in front of the peers, I feel like he wanted to say more. It seemed but like he, he even did. looked around, yeah. you know, and saw the guys still, you know, giggling and laughing mm-hmm. at Max, and then he was—he changed his answer from "I can't go" to "I don't want to go." Mm-hmm.
1: Right. There's an escalation there. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's good that Max has Hank now as an adult friend, but Max, he's a teenage preteen boy. <laughs> he needs kids his age, he needs peers his age. It's just it, it'll help with his social behaviors and just learn you know or, human characteristics.
2: Sorry that you, you build. yeah. or if he was hanging out with an adult with social skills it might be, you know, something that could rub off on him more. Whereas, you know, Hank, like we learned last week, you know, Hank's going through through the thing where he's finding out he might have Asperger's (coughs) in a way. So that's probably not helping Max any with the social skills. If it was an adult who, you know, could handle himself better in these situations that Max actually got along with, some of that could rub off on Max in a good influence. Whereas hanging out with Hank isn't really helping or hurting him at this point.
1: I agree because hanging out with Hank, you're with someone who understands but not really helping the situation, not really improving on it. You're just being tolerated by mm-hmm. it. So I, I agree if he has someone who will I mean and I think that's what his parents are there for. Max's parents are there for to help, you know, assess the damage that Max tends to do with people mm-hmm. And try to, you know, uh, smooth things
2: out. And I felt bad for them because, you know, they're... They want to help. They want to help, but they are kind of... Oh, excuse me. It's okay. You're just, you're just dying over there. <laughs> just, um, we're the going to over your cough. No, i <laughs> um, But, you know, and it is funny because what is that age where you stop <laughs> intervening with your kids and their friendships and, you know, calling their friends' moms, you know, like, oh, you know... Mm-hmm. Brittany said this to Jessica today. Yeah, you know, it's not going to help them in the long run. So it's kind of, you know, realizing <laughs> that he's at that point where he has to kind of do this one on his own.
1: Yeah, I think that's the that's the age, the coming of age, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because um, it, the dad, Adam, he said, I just saw Max walk out and, you know, w- his friends giving him all these looks and he couldn't do anything about it. So I, I think, yeah, this is the age where Max just... Will eventually have to find out who his true friends are, despite his condition and whatnot. So,
0: I almost wonder after that that really great scene between Adam and Christina if they're going to try to move Max to a different school or something. I was thinking. Well, that. they
1: <laughs> did that in the earlier season. They moved him to that special yeah, school, mm-hmm. and then uh, then they wanted to get him back to a normal school to help. But build. now it seems like
0: that's not working. So, mm-hmm.
1: well. I mean, it's great school. Everyone has, you know, hit bricks walls with peers and stuff. So I think that's just typical in any school that you go to or any social places that you go to. You're going to just have to learn where you belong, really. So... uh, But it was nice to see Adam and Christina, like, really... Uh, cheer him up near the end, and have the foam <laughs> fingers and stuff, and go into the golden if state. If they had
2: wooed game. one more time, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Barney Simpson would have been like, "That's a woo girl, right <laughs> woo, <there."> girl. Yeah, <laughs> it's a woo girl, yeah, woo girl." Love it, uh,
1: yeah. But that that was sweet because um, they still kind of had a happy ending, and knowing that that's still going to happen with Max, he's still going to have those difficulties. That they can still like help him and cheer him up in the end,
2: Yeah. and they got Max to smile, which was most important. You yeah, know, he, he actually did, smile. did start getting kind of into it, so that was really good. Yeah, was it was a cute scene. I agree.
1: So I just want to take a quick moment to uh, thank everyone on iTunes uh, for rating and commenting and listening and co- uh, commenting on YouTube as well. Thank you, everyone. You're amazing. Uh, please rate us. Um, tell us what we, you like. Tell us what you don't like, and thank you for tweeting at us too. Okay. Uh, someone tweeted at me last week saying uh, that whole Joel Julia relationship is getting kind of heated. And, so yep. uh, yeah, very it true, really is, especially true. that heated tonight. But uh, we'll get into, into that later. But thank you, everyone, on iTunes. Please rate, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. It's how we grow here at AfterBuzz. Yes iTunes is amazing and we have 60 different after shows that we do a week so if you like Parenthood good chances you're gonna like other shows that we do here so check them out on iTunes afterbuzz TV. All right Crosby and Jasmine they get a uh, visitor. <laughs> yeah house guest Oliver, the lead singer of the band comes crashes at their house and I'm like oh he is not gonna be good. For all of them, I, it's just you knew he was going to be a bad influence oh, on, yeah.
2: on Jabbar, especially when the first <coughs> thing Jabbar kid. says as he's pulling up on his motorcycle is, "Wow, he looks cool." Mm-hmm. You're like, "Oh man, he's this isn't no. going to go well for you, <laughs> Jabbar." No. <laughs>
1: But, uh yeah, so he, I guess he's having problems. He doesn't have his inspiration again. I guess he lost it. Artists, you know, that it comes and goes. <laughs> but he wants to crash on their couch. Jeff yeah. and Crosby, of course, would be like, yeah, sure, whatever. And Jasmine's, like, not having it. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was funny. What, uh, what do you think of his,
2: his little stay that he had at the house? It was entertaining. It was definitely the lighter moments of this episode, definitely. you know, to bring you back to, you know, the fun side. Um, I loved when he walked in and said, Hey, Mrs. Crosby. Hey, Spawn of Crosby. Hey, Spawn of I Crosby. thought that was the funniest line ever. I'm going to start <coughs> calling people's kids Spawn of whoever you are. Spawn. Insert name. So friends, beware of that. Um, and I loved the Jaws scene because Yay! Jaws is such a classic film. A really and cool. it, it was also a shot on the Universal lot. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. a little bit of it. They have the Jaws. Part yeah, yeah, the they universe. do have well, Jaws. Yeah.
0: yeah, We've got the tribute to it at Universal, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: so that's <laughs> that's fun.
1: I mean, it's it's fun watching movies with kids, but you do not watch Jaws at like ten o'clock at night with your kid if you can't no. fall asleep. If you can't fall asleep, you put in a kids' movie or something, not Jaws. I mean, We're that's a great movie. Yeah. Don't watch in yeah. <laughs> the
2: middle of the night. Cup of warm milk or something, maybe.
1: Maybe. Well, you can definitely tell that Oliver is not a parent. Yeah.
2: And I mean, you can see why his roommates or his bandmates, you know, got mad at him and why he thinks that they're, you know, the not and <laughs> douchebags a couple times? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's clearly not getting along with them. And you can kind of see why, you know, who would want to live with that all the time? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> like bipolar, almost.
1: I wouldn't. And then there was the moment when they were in the kitchen and he's like rolling cigarettes. I'm like, you don't do that in front of a kid. Yeah, Come on. I'm telling him, hey,
2: if you're gonna smoke, don't <coughs> smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Smoke. You know, this other one.
0: Don't smoke at all. Roll,
2: roll your own <laughs> cigarettes like the our forefathers did.
0: I just love all the scenes with Jasmine. <laughs> I just think she's so funny.
1: You know, Jasmine, I do admit she's not a character I really like, but she hasn't really bothered me this season. I kind of have actually liked her. And I liked her in this episode, especially like she she's really calling Oliver out on everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. good, be the parent, be this the smart one in the house. You can't have this guy just come in parading and taking up your TV and and leaving bad impressions on your kid.
2: Well, uh, at that point, she had four kids living with her: Crosby, Oliver, Jabbar, and the baby. Yeah. Yeah. So Jasmine has. Jasmine has a lot on her plate to juggle. So. So it, it was
1: good at Jasmine be like, uh, "You're not smoking that, <laughs> not in here." And I was like, "No, no, I wouldn't do that either." But uh, th- and then there was the one moment where she she has a nice heart to heart with uh, Oliver. And um, she realizes why Oliver is hesitant to go back to the studio. Because, you know, Adam and Crosby, they sit Oliver down and be like, "Oh, you have to come to the studio and finish this record. We've put money into it. And, you know, you're contractually obligated. And, you know, we have a job to do. And he's just being a big baby and he doesn't want to do his job. And then Jasmine, like, convinces him.
2: Which is funny because they've been having this problem with him for a while. And Mm -hmm. leave it to the mother, leave it to the woman to step in and in one day immediately know what's actually happening. Instead of just (laughs) thinking he's being a diva, she actually knows there's a deeper problem here. There is. So I'm going to relate to him on a level where he can understand and tell him my story. Whereas these guys have been trying for months to get him you know, inspired to write and to do the right thing and just think that he's acting out because he's a diva, Mm -hmm. not that he's actually afraid of anything. So, team woman. Yeah, go
1: go Jasmine for pointing that out and realizing that. There there was a line that she said that I I love and, excuse me if I butcher it, but that uh, once you're done, it's over and you're afraid of being mediocre and then Sometimes you just got to go get it and go out there because if you don't, you'll always wonder,
2: which is so true. Which so is true. Something similar that Zeke said to Amber too in this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about, you know, regretting stuff later on in life.
1: Yeah. So even though Oliver was probably afraid to go back into the studio because he might have mediocre content that he really releases, if he doesn't, then he, if he doesn't do it, then. You know, he can say that he never tried, and he'll always wonder from that. So, and and it
2: inspired a song. It did. (laughs) I I was kind of expecting Crosby or someone to be like, "Hey, you know, I think that's the I want to hear him in the studio recording that for the record." Now, Jasmine (laughs) all the time. time.
1: He's not trying to make a move on (laughs) on Crosby's girl. That was that was funny.
2: That was funny.
1: But and it goes to show that. Uh, his creative side is coming back, you know. He's getting those creative juices flowing. Maybe Jasmine is his muse. Maybe, maybe. But yes, you I know would they like. They say to- once you go black, guys. <laughs> hey, hey. Maybe. So uh, I, you know, I would actually like to hear Jasmine the t- the song. I think that'd be a nice, fun, exclusive bonus song that maybe they can throw on the bonus features.
0: They <laughs> <laughs> should something. put on the Parenthood soundtrack.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. the The Parenthood soundtrack came out for it's season so two. Good. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. It's but so good. They just released it like last week. Um, but uh, yes. So uh, that was nice that Oliver is finally out of the house and they're back to normal. I guess.
2: And is it weird that I just figured out that their band name is Ashes of Rome and his last name is Rome? So it's kind of like he's self destructing himself, <laughs> and it's in the band name. And I just got it this episode. I was like. Ash, ashes of Rome, I get it. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you know what also comes from ashes? Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that that was very smart. And you know what also comes from ashes? Phoenix. Phoenixes. Like yes. Harry Potter! Reborn. <laughs> Reborn. Reborn. <laughs> so there's probably like a double meanings in his name and the the band name. I love it. I love playing words like that. <laughs> So uh so an- another fun storyline Sarah tonight I love how Sarah has completely turned her life around from what she used to be in first season it's first season broke no job back home she had no uh man to speak of until you know Mark came into the picture but she was like completely mm-hmm. completely lost and now this season she has her own place she has a job
2: and she a has
1: kind of a man now. A hot doctor who saves yeah. babies. Doctor Man. And so she goes in for this interview for surf sport business. I guess a big connection with uh Carl, who helped set that interview up for this photography gig, and she seems she's
2: underqualified, which I don't know. I mean she's had she has a lot of experience, but I think that working on Christina's campaign, regardless of how you got that job, mm-hmm. you can put, you know, mayoral candidate on Mm -hmm. your resume and that automatically puts you up a couple points plus i mean we met this guy alex at the party last week and i know we were kind of talking was that kind of were they trying to get set up on a date or was it something more business turns turns out out, something more turns out something more great job and sometimes i mean sometimes the business world works like that is is about who you know and you also
0: show It shows Hank not really doing that well in his interview. Yeah. He's coming across, like, the guy's like, no, I'm not really all about it. But then Hank is kind of belittling Sarah throughout the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hank is really demeaning you're Sarah like, oh, I and it in, Hank. her skills. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the
1: funny thing is that I think is interesting that we saw Hank's interview, but we didn't see Sarah's. And we know in Hank's interview and his social skills are not the greatest, especially in prof- as a professional interview. if you're getting hired for a uh, big job like this and you his action um uh, not his um his words and stuff his um responses and were weren't really professional and he was like yeah yeah well, like, i don't know he didn't seem like his heart was really into it and if you're if you really want a big job like this you're going to be going professional, have on like a lot of smart um
2: answers mm-hmm. and stuff and it didn't seem like hank did that no i mean and we saw sarah when she started You know, from downstairs, it was very bubbly and happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes the way you present yourself in the interview can win you the job. Mm -hmm. They say from the first 30 seconds or three seconds Mm -hmm. that someone looks at you they've already made their decision if they're gonna hire you or not, or even like you told me that fact, Marissa, didn't (laughs) you? you. I'm sitting here remembering that (laughs) you told me this fact. So I mean, you know, it's clearly one of those things where Hank's walking in and, you know, mumbling his words and not really speaking clearly or passionately about the project. And then you get someone like Sarah in there who's gonna be happy and upbeat. Mm -hmm. Who do you want to work with? Even if his resume is a little bit better I'm going to go with the person I'm going to want to be around for 12 hours exactly. a day as opposed mm-hmm. to the person who has the better resume. Because in the long run, it's my my time and my money, and I have to spend my time with this person. And
0: right. Plus, it's was being be- very dismissive of what yeah. the client wanted anyway. So,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, and...
1: He was going in for a sports photography gig, and he's like, "Yeah, sports. surfing. I I don't do that." He
2: goes, "It's not <laughs> like, like we're making art here or anything. Yeah. yeah, we're just making a catalog."
1: You don't say that,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hank belittles everyone. Really, you, though. you don't
1: say that. It's um because he that the boss asked him if he wants to if he's would like to do any photography and surfing and it's like you say yes i will go into the ocean and take photos for you mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's it was just his responses were not were not the greatest and they're
2: not inspiring you yeah. know he's like no why would we go in the water for this we're going to do it all in studio for this yes. thing and it sounds like he's a hermit who doesn't like to leave his cage and and now he's a jealous hermit because yeah. mm-hmm. he finds
1: out that sarah has connections and got into the inner circle I mean it's called I thought that was pretty (laughs)
0: uncool of him to be talking about Sarah to Max though mm -hmm.
2: even even after Max said if you bring up um yeah I'm supposed to change the subject or leave yeah I mean you got to respect it you know yeah, that's true. And
1: yeah, you know, Hank hasn't and learned yet. to say yet.
0: that she stole the job
2: from yeah. him. Exactly. Like,
1: oh, no, 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 no. Exactly. That's what gets me mad because we saw his interview and how bad that was. And then to have the audacity to say she stole the job from me and she's less qualified and really didn't mean Sarah. He's oblivious.
0: He literally
2: believes that. Yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't but Sarah, it was going to be someone else who was going to get hired mm-hmm. for that, anyways, yeah. because Hank's interview was not the best.
1: And usually you go with someone, like when you hire someone, someone you know. And Sarah does have good connections, even though she may she may not be qualified, and she may not have the glamorous resume, and she may not even have the equipment that so we see at the end of the episode. But if you have the personality, people know you and trust you, they're
0: going to hire you. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that they're not going to be working together, though. Tear them back up,
1: and so Sarah gets the job, but goes to Hank, realizing she doesn't have studio or equipment, and kind of uh, asks Hank, and kind of kind of splits the job a little bit, and be like, "We can do this together and share the responsibilities a bit."
2: Do you think, even she, though she's the boss, do you think she would have gone to Hank and realized that she was in over her head if Hank hadn't have come to her apartment and basically told her that she was? not right for the job and that she was in over her head?
0: I don't know. Well, I think after seeing him there and then, I don't know. I feel like Mm, Hank got in her
2: head a little bit. I I, think 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 she was pretty confident about it and that she could have handled this because what do most people do? I mean, I work at a production company. We have a couple cameras, but if we need equipment, hey, we go to our rental house mm-hmm. and we rent the camera equipment. We hire for stuff. We rent it. We go out. We shoot it. We return it. She could have easily done that with anything. She did not need Hank no, for yet. this at all, but he got in her head and he's the reason that she ended up coming down.
1: Exactly. And even in big places like that, and that place seemed legit that yeah. if you're going to mm-hmm. hire someone they're always going to want to know if you have the equipment and if they, you don't have the equipment they should be responsible for providing the yeah, equipment that's like bid. in your contract Yeah, in your bid
2: to yeah. go get I mean big movie studios rent yeah. equipment from places for their film shoots all the time so it's not like it's out of the ordinary most photographers don't have everything that they're going to mm-hmm. need for something Mhm. So. And
1: I think that's yes, it was Hank getting into Sarah's head, but that's also Sarah allowing Hank to be a part of it. And I think that's just Sarah as a person that she wants to share her victory with Hank. Yeah. Because it really was Hank that helped her get to where she is now. So, um, like, she kind of owes him a favor. She may not have had to pay it back right now, but I think that was just Sarah saying thank you I for all know. that you did.
2: After you come at me at the interview and you're like, oh, what, are you going to show them your dog pictures? I'm not paying you yeah. back for nothing after a that blow like beliveling. that. Yeah. You know, especially right as I'm about like to being walk up. I able to say
0: that she's the boss,
2: though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that part's nice. But 50-50? Yeah. 60-40 at least.
1: Yeah. I would go, yeah. If he we do 60 she, 40. she didn't
2: even give him... He, she said 70-30, he said 50-50, she said okay. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, we could have done a little bit of bargaining in there. Some there. negotiations. <laughs> Some negotiations, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but Sarah has a job, she's the boss now, so she's kind of turning her life around. I like that. Uh, uh Sarah, Sarah's daughter, Amber. Amber and Ryan, I'm glad they picked up this storyline because last week they completely had its hanging and where they left off but i guess uh amber's packing ryan's stuff and she wanted to be gone out of the apartment before ryan came back so she can like avoid all the awkward goodbyes and whatnot but uh ryan comes back he is going away this I was know. sad this was a really sad
2: But you know what I noticed about Ryan in the first two scenes, when he's at the apartment and when he's talking to Zeke? He looked the best he's looked in a long time. He didn't have Mm -hmm. the stress of, you know, not feeling accepted in the world or anything. It just felt like a weight was lifted off his shoulders because he's going where he's supposed to be, where the world makes sense to him. And so, as sad as it was, I also see it as the best thing for him because it was like, Killing him to stay here and to stay with her, even though he loves her and wanted it to work out so badly. But mm-hmm. inside, it was literally rotting him to the core. And now he just seems he just seemed a little bit more I don't know, relaxed. he's gone to the
1: place where mm-hmm. he's happy because yeah. he had the sit down talk with Zeke because they they both bond over that. And he said that the military is his life and he wanted amber and the braverman family to be his life but that wasn't turning out the way that he wanted to and he realized his place is in the military yeah that's where his heart
2: is he just didn't look as miserable anymore yeah i know that he's so heartbroken so
0: miserable yeah team braverman
2: all the way i know
0: but (laughs) yeah i mean boo you ryan (laughs) boo you ryan for
1: breaking, breaking our girl's heart Yeah. And so we see Amber going. Well, first she talks to Zeke. And, you know, Zeke comforts. I love how Amber wasn't with her mom in this episode. She was Mm -hmm. with Zeke. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to see someone else that she can confide in, especially with things with Ryan. And yes, Ryan's going back into the military. So Zeke has that connection and understanding of what's Mm -hmm. going on. But it was nice to see that Amber has someone else to talk to.
2: Yeah and because Zeke is you know the male figure the dominant male Mm -hmm. figure in her life so Mm
1: -hmm. I think
2: it's nice that he's the one to be there to support her through this and the one that she would go to with this because I'm not sure how her mom you know she knows her mom's feelings about Ryan. Yeah. So going to her it would have been her mom forcing herself to say something nice and not be like well I'm kind of happy that it didn't work out. Because that's what she wanted to do. I can't believe this start. is the
0: first time Zeke has ever seen Amber's place. Yeah, yeah. it seems like she's been there quite some time. a few seasons now. Yeah, but I guess <laughs> why? Why would you go to like, Amber's apartment would, when you yeah. have that
2: awesome house of your own that the whole family comes to? You?
0: And why does nobody say anything about that door? That being door <laughs> open? is
2: always I open. On the same wavelength. I are mean, like
0: that is wildly unsafe. And I don't mm-hmm. get why Closer people door,
2: knock. Amber, people still knock. The door is wide open. and People are like. Knock knock, hey I'm here. And it's like yeah, just walk in because apparently Amber wants robbers, muggers, rapists, anyone to just (laughs) come in there because the door is just wide open. And isn't it kind of a sketchball part of town? Yeah. Yeah, That's the whole thing. Yeah. it was a bad part of town, but we're gonna leave our door door wide wide open. open. That makes so much sense. And her granddad
0: doesn't say anything about it, he's just like, you know, you might regret not saying bye. You You might regret closing the door.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah, that is, it is funny. Maybe Berkeley is different. I don't know, but it's still California, so yeah. you, you can never trust anyone. Anywhere, anywhere, <laughs> Anyway, <But> yes. <laughs> Besides the point, but uh, yeah. So, but Zeke tells Amber that you need to say goodbye, even though he meh, uh, Ryan broke up with you, mm-hmm. he still deserves that goodbye. Makes some sense into her, and Amber finally gets the courage up, and goes to Ryan. And they finally say goodbye. That's sad. She oh, makes him promise like to be promise. careful and yeah. to come home safely. And the you know, he didn't really. Careful. He didn't really promise because he can't. He yeah. can't. And Amber said, "Promise you'll come home safe." And he's like, I'll be "I care. promise I to be careful." I'll he didn't promise. even say, "I promise." Oh there. yeah, He, he said, yeah. I'll, "I'll be careful. careful. Yeah, I'll be careful." That's it. Then that has to be so hard. I mean, I don't know. Anyone that I've had to say goodbye to, to who you know get deployed and whatnot. So uh, anyone who's listening, I, I think that was definitely a shout out to them because I'm sure they know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And but I can't imagine what that's like. It, it has mm-hmm. to be hard, especially this would probably the second time that Sarah, or, sorry, not Sarah, um, that Amber has seen Ryan get deployed. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know. Because it's up in the air, you d- you never know what could happen at any moment. So it's very hard to say goodbye to anyone. With- well,
0: Andy broke up with us. Yeah, so and when he comes he broke back,
2: up. it doesn't mean that he's going to come back to, to her. her.
0: He
1: bro- broke up the wedding.
2: Yeah. 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 literally called it up. Did you guys see that she was still wearing the ring when she hugged him? Oh, no, I missed it. I was like, oh, oh my God, yeah she, she's hugging him, and that, that rock <laughs> is still there on that left hand. Mm, good eye. Aww. Yeah, no, I so I was like, oh, so you didn't give back the ring? Oh, we can keep those now? <laughs> Might go get engaged or something and keep a ring. Well, he broke it to. off, so. That's he, true. He, but he, I was just like, <laughs> you know, he spent all his money on it, and it he already doesn't know.
0: She it, made him downgrade. Yeah, but yeah, still, did. like...
2: You put so much effort into it. I don't know. Go, oh, get, go get some more money back. Break my heart. You, I'll you, I'll that was the downgrade. Like, it was still a <laughs> blinger.
1: Do, do you think Ryan really called it off in in its entirety or postponed it indefinitely?
2: <laughs> I don't think it's fair for Ryan to expect Amber to still be waiting for him when no. he gets back this time. If he's uh, lucky I don't and she's she still available be. and still willing to be with him, then sure. But it also sounds like... He's going into the Army to make it a career now, and that's yeah. something he's, like, never going to get out of, and that's He flat absolutely... out says
0: civilian life isn't for yeah, me. Yeah, so. that's absolutely
2: yeah. not something she wants to be. A... She doesn't want to be an Army wife, so... Unless he decides, hey, maybe I can run a bowling alley in Berkeley mm-hmm. all of a sudden, then... I just I don't, don't know it. how... I don't, like, how I don't how know. Bowling. I'm just trying to think of the most civilian thing ever. <laughs> You, just, a, you, of you just offended <laughs> all the bowlers right now.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Tiana's people. But do you, <laughs> oh, Danica. <laughs> <laughs> Flame Danica. Do, do you think, because we've seen Ryan act the way, like it, every time he comes back, he's still greatly affected by what has happened, what he has seen. Mm-hmm. Do you think he can come back for the third time
2: Mm-mm.
1: and still be okay? Guys.
2: Guys. I know this is horrible. I don't think Ryan's coming back. I don't think no, so either. Think
0: so. With women, you it's get hard. three strikes, and by that I mean you get two. No, the like third I'd, one, you're gone.
2: Like I don't think he's coming. He's back. not. No, I don't like, think. I don't think. So. I think she's gonna oh. get news that really he's like, not coming back. What if he got killed? I'm sorry to say <laughs> that, would, that, but that's a show stopper.
0: Oh, that's I, well. That's, that's the show I might. I don't know. Maybe. They they mess with your uh, they pull
1: your heartstrings They really with do. Show. But hey, you know what? If Ryan's leaving, maybe we'll see Hattie come back. You maybe. know, that's I usually know. what happens with shows. If someone yeah. comes, someone else someone else leaves. So if someone leaves, maybe someone or else maybe, or maybe Carl will Hattie. be
2: staying more if he leaves. Maybe, I don't know. You maybe, know it's maybe, always maybe. like, oh, my daughter's going through something horrible, and then you know Sarah has this awesome doctor, and it's like. <laughs> Darn, my daughter's going through something. I can't really commit to you right now, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, well, yes, yeah, so- again, Parenthood writers, I'm available. If you want me to come in the room with you and talk a little bit, <laughs> you, you know where to find me. Yeah, battle. bowling alleys. will be good. Um, You know, killing off characters. I got it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, call up T. All right, uh, so they so they broke up, I guess, tonight, and another couple really breaking up. Oh my goodness, this Joel and Julia. So we see Julia finally, finally admit to Joel that Ed kissed her. What do you think of that? Like, because we saw a little,
0: too late. Yeah. Oh my god, I was about to say the exact <laughs> too same late.
1: phrase. Yes, too late. Too late. Because she had the perfect opportunity last week to say it, and then she waited a whole another week to finally say it to Joel and admit that.
2: And if it meant nothing to her, then why didn't she just say it in the first place? If it wasn't that big of a deal, nothing, if it was nothing exactly and it says, wasn't anything yeah. on her part, then why didn't she fess up <coughs> like to nothing it Nothing air the start. quotes. Nothing air quotes. And I loved... The gossiping moms at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, the, like because, mean
0: girl mom. Because
2: I went to like a small town private school, and there was mm. a scandal mm. with some things going on there, and that's exactly <laughs> how the moms were just whispering. And then it's like,
1: oh hey, how you doing? I hate school. Like All that. The, I yeah. like I. Th- that was seriously the reason why I didn't like school in that manner. But like everyone's like that. We saw Max and his mm-hmm. so-called. Mm-hmm. Psh- fake friends doing that, and then we see Julia and the females, and they're grown adults. Yep. Doing the same thing. Doing the
2: same thing. Gossiping. But yeah, I think that she should have told Joel last week what mm-hmm. happened. I think that Joel's reaction is true, because it makes you wonder, you know, if it wasn't that big of a deal, why didn't you kiss, why didn't you tell me? And then the other question is, what were you putting out there that he felt it was okay to kiss, to want to kiss you? Because she kept saying, you know, I started to think that he was confused, misunderstanding misunderstanding the roles, but what were you putting out there? Over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, what were you, what vibes were you giving him that he thought it was okay in a million years to even come near you? Because if I'm in a relationship and, you know, I'm happy, my vibes to another male friend are not going to be anything that that blurred line can be crossed at all. So you know, Joel has a lot on his plate because I think he has a right to be angry with her and he does. start questioning everything. I mean, he's been
0: giving a lot. He's just been giving and giving and mm-hmm. giving since she left her and job. So and forgiving, been yeah,
2: all the time when she's well, whenever she's evil. Even when she was working and unhappy, he was <coughs> yeah. still whenever there. She's and... evil. <laughs> well, I mean, she has a lot of evil moments. She's like kind of a lot of times, you know, and he's still there by her side when the Victor thing was happening when they first got Victor, and mm-hmm. you know, the whole transition, he was there, he was happy, she was dark place and angry, and no, I want to return the child we're trying to adopt, and...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but we can see Yes, throughout all that Joel has been supportive but he's kinda losing his faith in like well not kinda he is losing yeah, his faith 100%. in 100 He's done. And it's even affecting his work job and he can't think straight, his game is off and Pete knows it too. And and Pete flat out Pete says she was doesn't very, care. Yeah, Pete was very professional and I will give her that be like, No, this is your work, this is your job. Get get it together. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if it's if your personal life are is spilling into your professional life, you know you, you're gonna have to just get over it. That's life. First
2: time I've agreed with anything Pete has said.
1: Mm-hmm. First time I was like,
2: "Yeah, Pete, go Pete, <laughs> go Pete. tell him, man up." It's you like, know, go women in this house. Yeah, go women. Yeah. yeah, Joel, stop being a little brat. Yeah,
1: but then, <laughs> but then Joel comes back, and Julia's trying to fix it, and suggest a marriage counselor, but. Joel ends up blaming Julia for everything I'm sorry wow, it
2: says do you think that's right is you yeah
1: problem is you
2: I'm sorry do they, you think he's right I think she is a lot of the problem I also think that they needed a marriage counselor about a season ago yep yeah you know <laughs> the beginning it's, of the season <laughs> yeah the beginning of the season is when they needed to go talk to someone to try and save it they let it fester and Happened so much like they could, they needed a counselor when they started getting Victor. Yeah, that's yep. when they should have started it because it's bringing someone new into the family, a new dynamic. But and usually, when just to talk to someone in that
1: case, yes, yeah, usually when you're thinking adoption and stuff, you go through counseling, you, you have to get, um, what, what do you call it, psychologically evaluated. Mm-hmm. So you they go through um, sessions and stuff like that to make yeah. sure that you're you're, you're stable you're st- mentally stable parents.
2: Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is that you know they've let this thing linger and fester. So it might not have started off as any one person's fault, but now that it's, you know, at the boiling point, I mean she has done a lot wrong, but you know, then again She has. He has made her feel A lot of ways, too, especially with the relationship Mm -hmm. with Pete and the late nights. You know, there's a lot of things that... Ignoring her calls. Yeah, ignoring her calls and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that he has done wrong as well. She just had the latest and the biggest blow to him by withholding the information of that kiss.
1: I think, yeah, I mean, Juliet has a lot of fault in this. But it's also Joel too, because he is not as open as Julie is. He's the very passive aggressive guy mm-hmm. and he lets it simmer and then it boils at the end and just like explodes and that's not healthy either. So it's and just then there's both also of them
0: that rift, like the relationship with Ed, is it a friendship or an emotional affair? Mm-hmm. And they keep going back emotional and forth. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yep. I definitely think that was a definitely emotional affair.
2: hmm Which is why he thought it was okay to kiss her. Because she was, I mean, in but that moment, she was kind of putting out happened. the vibes, you know. You don't just go around kissing your friends. You don't go around yeah. You don't <laughs> go around to your
1: friend's house to call things off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, call. Call, yeah we've already called. Yeah, we've already discussed or, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then that's how we leave the episode. It was a good way to bookend the episode, how the first thing she says is to the mean girl moms, I didn't have an affair, I'm not getting a divorce, and then it ends with, I don't think we can fix it. Yeah.
2: It, dun, dun, dun.
1: It's, it's gonna get more juicy and juicy I I'll tell you that but overall great episode and lots of things to come in the next episode but before we do that let's get into some news and gossip After Buzz, TV news. so we have some fun photos so while uh, we get those set up it's Tyree Brown's birthday today happy birthday. he's turning 10 today uh, January 9th so happy birthday Tyree he plays Jabbar in our uh, uh, in Parenthood, and it's his birthday today. So, happy, Yay, birthday. happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! All right, so, um, Monica Potter, she, uh, I believe a week ago, um, on her website, her Mrs. Potter website, she has pictures of behind the scenes set with her, and she's going around with the cast members. So uh, let's show the first one. It's um, uh, So for all of you listening in iTunes, I highly suggest you go to YouTube and check out these awesome photos as well. We see Monica Potter with um, the the boy who plays her son, Max. <laughs> I'm <laughs> completely blanking on his name, I'm sorry. His and, name is Max. <laughs> oh, in real yeah. Life. yeah, Max Burkholder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, in the top photo and then the bottom one, you see her with uh, the two twins that play her daughter,
0: Aww. They're so So, cute. Very
1: cute, very cute. And then we see in this photo, at the top Monica with Erica Christensen and then the one at the bottom with Lauren Graham. Very cute. And then this one is just a fun one because I'm, you know, production (laughs) crew and I just love this, but uh, this is (coughs) production crew working on the set of Parenthood and I believe one of the captions is like
0: "Uh, the crew working hard. (laughs) I love that. That's in uh, if you saw the background mm-hmm. that's just a big sheet that they pull around oh really that the barn, the barn and so that's ah, a big cyclorama backdrop. that's inside this downstage it's very smart i <laughs>
1: see. I love production thank you elena that's amazing factoids and then her with um peter kraus on the set as well and i think that should be the last one but, uh, yes, some fun photos. Uh, if you want to see them, they're on her website, mrspotter.com, and then you can just find the parenthood backstage photos. And, uh, that's it for news and gossip that I have. Yeah.
0: And now, you're after TV predictions.
2: We see Seth come back. Oh, my gosh. I did not see that coming. Amber break oh. down. Oh, Amber's losing Amber's it. She's
1: drinking it. and smoking. And that's very concerning. And driving. Yes. Yep. She's gotten into an accident. No, like, she wasn't driving in that accident. But her father is an alcoholic. She could go down the same path. So that
2: that could get there really scary. a lot of
0: the guys in her life all coming back at once. Mm.
2: Yeah. I also... Yeah. Um, I saw that and I thought, wow, Ryan leaves and then Amber turns into him because she's at the bar starting (laughs) fights and throwing Mm -hmm. things and just angry. And I get it. She's she's angry. She's upset. She just, you know, her engagement just got called off. The man she loves is off, you know, fighting wars and stuff. I get it. But whoa, girl, don't turn into the enemy. Yeah. That's exactly the person you didn't want Ryan to become and you're becoming it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's a nice coincidence that Seth just happens to be there to step up. Yeah, what, you've been in it's Berkeley different.
2: right now all this time and just, like... Isn't he traveling? Yeah, weren't you traveling last time we saw you? Like it Just happens to be at the same bar. How long have you been here busting tables? Busting tables, not busting them. <laughs> busting. But he might have busted a couple, I yeah, don't know. No. But how well, long the have you been there the you world. haven't contacted your children or your, your family? Yeah. Yeah. It takes her, you know... Come stumbling into a bar or whatever to... His bar. His bar to... Yeah. Of all the gin joints in all yeah. the world. <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, so I think it'd be nice to see because we see Seth, he wants to step up and be the father that he should have always been. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But, um
1: I think that'll be a nice dynamic. Hopefully, Amber doesn't get into a destructive pattern.
2: Yeah, I'm just uh, excited
1: to
0: see more May Whitman. I think she's just good, great at everything, and all of her subplots are so awesome.
1: Yeah, what do you think of Joel and Juliet? Do you think they're going to get divorced?
0: I uh, it's looking ugly now. It's looking it's rough, rough, ugly, but. Ugh. But they're good at tricking you on this show. Mm-hmm. They're dark. so good—the at the, like last-minute twists. Because yeah. we also
2: have Zeke and Camille. Because Camille's yes, Camille home. back.
0: Camille comes. But out. I wrote
2: down Camille's back, but for how long? Yeah. Because her, the look on her face when you know she kind of looks like, oh, I'm good, happy to be here, but I'm not really happy.
0: And,
1: and you know what? And like I was when I was doing research for news and gossip today, I heard—and not too spoiler—but not everyone's happy that Camille is back. So, I don't know if Camille's not happy or Zeke's Ooh. not happy or from yes. what I've read yeah. that Camille's back, but not everyone's happy about it. So, how
2: long will she be, be back for? You yeah. can't have everyone bring break- This family is, like, falling apart right now. It really is. And that's- I don't oh. know who's going to survive the avalanche that's happening, but uh-huh. they'll get it together. They're the Bravermans. So they'll... They've been through rough stuff, and they'll get through this, too. But I don't know who's going to come out alive this time. Uh, It's
1: going to get crazy. It's
2: going to get crazy. So
1: to talk about all this craziness, if they want to keep the conversation going, Tiana, where can we
2: find you? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. And Elena? You can
1: find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Sarah Feeney TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz at After Buzz TV. And uh, this crazy episode is going to get crazier in the next weeks to come. And we will see you all next week. From
0: executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network